All right, fellow babies, we're back again. Professor's Gone, gone wild. wild. All right, we're sitting on the back deck on this March day, and it's 88 degrees, and we just had to broom off the pollen, which is germane to this lecture. Oh, yeah. Pollen, a lot of people think it's sperm, and it actually contains cells that will become sperm, so you're kind of correct. So we got all this pollen, and pollen is part of plant sexual reproduction. We're going to be talking about human reproduction and how to prevent it. Yeah. So Dr. T is an expert on... Expert! Endocrinology, and I'm very interested to hear what she has to tell us all right. about birth control. Okay, all right. Well, there's different kinds of birth control. The one I'm going to focus on is hormonal contraception. Uh, but yeah, birth control is preventing pregnancy. Um, it can be as simple as the condom or, you know, there's a male condom. There, do you know there's a female condom as well? Yes. I Before this lecture, I briefly just looked up because I, I know very little about it. Uh, apparently there is 19 or so legitimate forms of birth control. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about what's not legitimate. So, you know, back in the day, women oh, oh. used to use Lysol oh. to prevent pregnancy. What, what did they do with the Lysol? Put it in their vagina after oh. intercourse. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I've heard stories about people using Coca-Cola and other douching agents. Don't do that. No, don't do that at all. All right, and probably the second thing you should not rely upon... Is, is the rhythm method. The timing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people, people try and, women try and uh, time their fertility by, you know, their menstrual cycles. So it's a 28-day cycle. And typically mid-cycle, two weeks into that cycle, she's supposed to ovulate. And so about a, a week before that ovulation date to a week after, you're supposed to avoid sex. That ends up being half the month. Yeah, speaking of half, I've heard half of pregnancies in the United States are unintentional. Yep, and especially in lower socioeconomic groups, um, you know, the lower education, lower money. Lower uh, access to things like expensive yep. birth control, yep. which is a prescription. Yeah. And so you might not even have a doctor. Right, right. All right, well, tell us what we need to know. Okay, so the most effective form of birth control, I, it's been over 60 years now, was the pill, the daily pill that you take. And that kind of freed women up from the worries about getting pregnant. They could choose when they got pregnant, and then they could be on it and then say maybe go to college, get a job, have their own money, be independent. It was just revolutionary. It just changed everything for women when, when the birth control pill was... Was, was, was that probably the 50s? Because then yes. in the 60s, the hippie revolution was in no small part due to this liberation of women... Uh, control over their bodies. Yeah. And if you could have sex and not get pregnant, that was... Liberating. Liberating. Yeah. Burning the bras, having sex. Of course, that was before AIDS. Yeah. Um, so most of the sexually transmitted infections could have been cured with antibiotics. We don't live in those times anymore. No, we don't. And that's a good point, is that the pill does not, obviously, prevent Sexual sexually transmitted, transmitted infections. infections. Yeah. Really, condom use is the only thing, it is the and only it's thing. not 100% either right. at preventing pregnancy or sexually transmitted diseases. Right, right. So. How, how does this hormone pill work? Okay, so uh, I'll talk about the pill, but let me, let me start by saying any hormonal 
birth control works the exact same way. Whether it's the pill, the daily pill, whether it's the patch, like the, the ortho ever patch, like a, the cervical ring called Nuva ring, whether it's the implant. Like the implant is that, is that little rod under they, the arm? Yep. And, and then there's also, um, you can get an injection. That's Depo-Provera. All these forms of hormonal birth control, they all work the same way. You want to know how? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to have to get a little scientific on you now. I don't know. Uh, it's going to involve the brain, okay? Because your brain is the sexiest organ. It controls everything, everything reproductive. And it's this part of the brain called the hypothalamus. Okay. The hypothalamus controls everything reproductive in men and women. And so... In order to get your hmm, ovaries to produce estrogen and progesterone or to get testes to produce testosterone, in order to mature an egg every month for a woman or men to produce sperm, mature sperm, the hypothalamus has to give a command. It's like the general of the endocrine system. Huh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. So it's the general. It issues all the commands, and it controls your master gland of your body, the pituitary gland. Okay, so we got the hypothalamus mm -hmm. and then the pituitary. Yeah. What's the pituitary master blaster going to do? <laughs> the pituitary takes commands from the hypothalamus, the general now. We can think of the pituitary as maybe like a captain. All right? Okay, right. Yeah. Okay, so when the hypothalamus sig signals the pituitary gland with a neurohormone called gonadotropin-releasing hormone. That's a mouthful. I use an acronym that's GNRH. That's a command to the pituitary gland. So it's a chemical. It's a chemical. Okay. Yep. And it just tells the pituitary gland to release into the bloodstream two hormones. What are the hormones? The hormones are luteinizing hormone, which is abbreviated LH. LH, I've heard mm -hmm. that. And the other one is follicle-stimulating hormone, mm -hmm. and that's abbreviated FSH. FSH. Yeah. Ish. So LH and FSH affect both male and female reproductive organs. So in a woman, LH tells her ovaries to produce estrogen. And that's the main Yeah, yeah, hormone. we all know that. Yeah, yeah, and it also is a signal um, mid-cycle, about day 14 of a 28-day cycle, for a woman to ovulate her egg. Okay, so ovulate means the egg is released yeah. from the ovary. So the, the, the cells around the egg the follicle the follicle uh -huh. it basically builds up fluid is that correct yeah yeah this goes back to our biology of sex lecture so yeah so here's what stimulates that follicle and the egg it houses to mature fsh follicle stimulating hormone okay right? so the follicle builds up with fluid yeah until it basically ruptures until it ex mini explosion back to our our first lecture um it's, it's called middle schmerz. It produces oh, yeah, pain. Remember that, yeah, right? remember that? Yeah, so the egg matures under the influence of FSH, and the follicle grows with it, fills up with fluid, and then you have a miniature explosion where that mature egg will come flying out of the ovary, hopefully to be caught by the fallopian tube. Right, yeah. Yeah, so FSH makes the egg and follicle mature and get bigger and bigger, and then LH stimulates the ovulation event. Isn't it interesting that only one egg typically yep. is released? Yeah. Because yeah. you have all the eggs mm -hmm. in your ovaries when you're born that you're ever going yep. to release. Yep. They say the maximum number of eggs that a person 
could possibly possibly ovulate is 500 by the time you hit puberty yeah you get about 500 good eggs and as you age they age with you so so i guess science probably doesn't know exactly why just one yeah just one <laughs> egg is released yeah i always laugh because i think of that show um i think it was called the price is right and it's funny because my mom used to watch this when i was a kid and they'd have as a game show and so we all know the prices. Yeah, right. we know the prices yeah. right. So they have an audience, and they'll pick someone out of the audience. And the audience is like hundreds of people, maybe you know, two hundred people, and they get picked. And they're so excited, they're screaming, running down the aisle till they get to the front, to the stage. And I'm like, that's kind of like how I picture an egg is that gets chosen to be matured okay. and ovulated. It's like I've been picked. I've been picked. I've been picked. So the, so the <laughs> egg is released, goes into the fallopian tube, goes to the uterus, mm-hmm. and somewhere along the way might get. Uh, might need a sperm cell. Yeah, fertilized. Yeah. And now it is, of course, on its way to becoming an embryo. Yep. Now, let's back up. Yeah. So what does the birth control pill or any of these hormonal contraceptives, what does that do okay. to this whole cycle? Okay. You know the answer? It's negative feedback. It's how most of our body works. And your endocrine system works entirely That's this how way. marriage works, too. <laughs> <laughs> negative feedback. <laughs> So, okay, so I told you the hypothalamus releases GNRH. That's the general. Then the cat in the pituitary gland releases the LH and FSH. And I told you what that causes to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, captain, my captain. Yeah, captain, my captain. So when that ovary, ovaries, left and right side, uh, produce estrogen, when estrogen levels rise in the bloodstream, the hypothalamus is monitoring this. And the essence of negative feedback as estrogen levels rise the hypothalamus says it doesn't say this is not a a conscious thing it says okay estrogen levels in the blood are too high we need to bring it back down we need to clamp that shit off we need to clamp that shit down so it will stop so the estrogen tells the brain yes stop stimulating the ovaries yes exactly so the hypothalamus stops releasing the gnrh so i think i see where this is going yeah these hormones are are they related to estrogen yeah yes yes well you know the same thing could happen if a woman takes you know has high levels of progesterone or even if she's abusing anabolic steroids, which is a synthetic oh, testosterone. Yeah. Any one of those hormones. If you give negative feedback to the brain, yep. then it's going to stop. Stop it. Okay, so these these hormonal contraceptives, are they estrogen? They're usually a combination of estrogen and progesterone. Okay, what um, does progesterone do? Progesterone is the pregnancy hormone. Progesterone is produced in a woman's ovaries by that follicle that ovulated an egg that follicle then becomes a corpus luteum which means yellow body yeah i've heard of that yeah and that that yellow body the corpus luteum pumps out progesterone do you know why um to prepare the endometrium to accept the fertilized egg yes perfect because i had a student once and she said i can't get pregnant because i don't produce progesterone yeah and this was, th- honestly, this was 20 years ago. And I, I'm i like, first of all, why is an 18-year-old woman talking to me <laughs> about her, you know, cycle. cycle? And, you know, we don't have enough sex education. Yeah, it shouldn't be something country. people are afraid to talk and about. And I said, I don't know the answer, but I'll look into it and get back to you. So then I went to University of Google <laughs> and got back to her and said, yeah, apparently if, if you do not produce progesterone, you cannot get pregnant. Right. Because your uterus, the endometrial lining, will not develop. Yep. And 
she was actually concerned because, of course, a lot of young women want to have children. Yeah. And so she was she was kind of disappointed about that. But let's get back to the hormonal contraceptives. Yeah, yeah, okay. Are so, there are there contraceptives for men yet? There are in other countries other than the U.S. They actually work the same way hormonal contraception works for women. You take a synthetic version, like women, take mm-hmm. a synthetic version of estrogen and progesterone in a pill, the patch, the Nuva ring, the whatever way they the take it. The little rod. Let me tell you my little rod story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell, you, tell the rod story, then we'll get back to how this I works. had a student um, about a year ago, and first she had a little, like, bandage over her arm, <laughs> and, you know, no big deal. Uh, the inside of her bicep, basically. That's where they usually put it. And then later when the bandage came off, I noticed a little, like about a two and a half inch long, little thin Tooth. rod, yeah. like a toothpick under the skin. Mm. And I never asked her about it, but I understand that's quite popular now. This is an injectable rod. Well, it's implanted. With, with hormone impregnation. And it, so it basically secretes a hormone. Yep. And I think, what does it last, like four years? It can last three to four years, depending depending on what... And it can be removed Yep. at any time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to the typical pill. I, I think I read one time, uh, the most common form of contraception in the United States is the pill. Yeah. Okay, so... Okay, so, so, so what do you want to know? Well, let's go back to where we were. Okay, so I understand... You asked me about, did they have hormonal birth control for men? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They absolutely do in other countries, um, and it's been around for a while, and it works the same way, negative feedback. So if you have rising levels of sex steroids in your body, for women that's estrogen, progesterone, for men that's testosterone, that causes the hypothalamus to say, okay, too high, we've got to shut this stuff down. And, and so the pituitary no longer releases LH and FSH. And so in a woman... That prevents an egg and its follicle from maturing and certainly prevents ovulation. So you can't get pregnant if the egg never leaves the ovary. And that's exactly what happens. It shuts down the ovary so it's quiet. The same thing would happen to a man. I don't have ovaries. Well, but the same thing would happen. You just don't produce sperm. You just don't. Yeah, because FSH causes sperm maturation and LH causes the testes to produce testosterone. So if you're taking a synthetic testosterone... It shuts the whole system down from the Oh, yeah. Brain. So I've heard with male bodybuilders, yes. if they use anabolic steroids, it messes with the testosterone yes. and their testes shrink. Yeah, they do. So. so it's funny because you see these guys on the magazine covers and you think that they're so hyper-masculine. They're virile. virile. They're, yeah, they're, but they're actually, some, I mean, uh, some of them are sterile. Mm-hmm. And have tiny little naughty bits. Yeah, yeah. And so. the sex drive is gone. They're aggressive, but they're not making any sperm. Yep. Fascinating. Isn't it? So in other countries, they, they have the same types of hormonal birth control that women have. They have a pill. They have hmm. an injection. They have a patch. Huh. I wonder they, if this will become popular in the United States well, or if guys are too scared. Well, I mean, honestly, scared you, and then phobic mm-hmm. about basically doing what women have done for half a century. Since the 1960s. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, you know, I, would, I would do it. Yeah, the FDA. I would do it if I didn't. If running. I didn't want to have kids and I was a younger man, mm-hmm. I would. I would go ahead and say yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because so, you still, you still 
have a sex drive, correct? Yes. Like a woman on the pill mm-hmm. still has a sex drive. Because she's taking a synthetic estrogen. And so the and body a, can't tell right. the difference between the synthetic and the real one. So she's See, some, some women worry that either their period is going to stop, which in some women it does. Mm-hmm. Or that they're going to lose their sex drive or like vaginal uh, lubrication. Uh, a guy would probably worry that he's not going to have the same sex drive, but uh, uh, from what I understand, uh, neither of those is true. No, I mean, there are some accounts of, 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 of effect on sex drive. I mean, we'll talk about side effects of hormonal contraception, okay. sure, but but yeah, so the pill, the patch, the ring, the whatever, Implanon, the implant, the Depo-Provera shot, all these things work the same way, is the egg doesn't leave the ovary. All right. And if you stop this over a certain period of time, you can then get pregnant. Yes. And that's the beauty of it. Yes, the beauty. And some women might take a little bit longer. Like it's the the nice thing about the pill, the daily pill, is that it's only in your body for 24 hours. Oh. And then your body breaks it down. Your liver breaks it down, and it's excreted from your body. So when you stop the pill you can get back to normal function and get pregnant sooner. But if you take the Depo-Provera shot, that's in your body for, like, you know, a while. And these IUDs, oh, my Uh, God. Those uh, things terrify me. I've heard they're the most effective. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they are. So Explain what an IUD is. An intrauterine device is a kind of like a T-shaped device um, that has to be put in place by a physician or a physician assistant. Gynecologist, perhaps. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they have to insert it up through the cervix into the uterus, and then the, basically the folded T part of it comes out and it mm-hmm. stays in place, and there's a string yep. that comes out and dangles from the, the uh, basically the cervix. Mm-hmm. So a woman is supposed to check every now and then by putting a finger up in the vagina and make sure that string is still there. It, it is very popular, the IUD. Yeah, it's long-term. And this is hormonal, correct? Well, there's there's a hormonal oh, IUD, and then there's no. a non-hormonal IUD. I know. I, I knew this. Yeah. I was just yeah. playing devil's advocate. Yeah. So what is the non-hormonal IUD? Well, there's a couple different ones, but I know Marina mm-hmm. um, is a hormonal IUD. I believe it has progesterone in it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it's effective for, uh, like, eight years or something like that because eventually the hormone is going to be all gone. Right. Um, But it works by negative feedback the way I just described the others. Uh, The non-hormonal IUD is a copper IUD. It's called Paragard. And that is good for 10 to 12 years. That's like really long term. Why do you think women go for a non-hormonal IUD? Um, If you are, let's say sensitive to estrogen like Mm -hmm. let's imagine you have this brca gene like i do um, which is breast cancer gene and all of your estrogenic tissues are sensitive to estrogen and could lead to cancer yeah um and a lot of women probably don't want to mess with their hormones yeah there's yeah copper it's a copper iud uh copper is fascinating because in microbiology you know, it's antimicrobial. And it's, it's spermicidal. And it's spermicidal. Yeah. I'm not saying shoot a bunch of pennies up your snatch, <laughs> but uh, the copper is spermicidal. Now, let's. do you mind talking about, just briefly, some other methods of birth control? Everybody knows the male condom. Yes. And then you have the IUD. Mm-hmm. You have the birth control pill. You can do... Um, what you... about spermicidal oh, compounds? Yeah, so there's so many different formulations of spermicidal agents they they can be a, a foam they can be a gel uh, they can even be a, a, a strip 
that you put in the vagina and it dissolves. You know the breath right yeah, strips yeah, yeah. you put in your mouth yeah. for freshening breath? Yeah. They have a similar there thing. Was a, there was a famous Ellen DeGeneres skit, and she's like, what, are, are we too lazy to suck? We need these things to that. immediately dissolve on our dog. Are we too lazy to suck? <laughs> like on a Tic Tac, right? Yeah. yeah. And so you've got spermicidal compounds. Are those prescription or over-the-counter? They're over-the-counter now. Okay. Um, but, you know, they're, they are not that effective by themselves. Um, they have to be put fresh, a fresh dose in before, before sex, before sex, like okay. 15 minutes before sex minimum okay. so that it can coat the cervix and the vagina so that if sperm are there, the spermicidal agent will kill the sperm. But not as effective as the hormonal. No, not at all. The pills no. or the no. IUD. I it, think the IUD is like 99%. Well, all, all hormonal birth control is like 99 point something percent effective. And that's important because think about these numbers. Yeah. If a hundred women think they're safe, one could get pregnant. Yes. And that's the best. Mm -hmm. That's the best. Now, there are, let's go to the extreme, a hundred percent effective methods. Oh, yes. But they're uh, more involved. Vasectomy for a guy. And tubal ligation for a woman. You're basically preventing... The egg and sperm from leaving the body. You're cutting the transport tubes. Yeah. You're yeah. cutting the tube, the vas deferens in men that transport sperm out of the body, and then you're you're uh, cutting or blocking off the fallopian tubes for that can transport an egg from the ovary, and you simply cut those tubes. Or I've seen they them. they have clamps now, yes. and the clamps may or may not be removable. Right. So that if you change your mind later. Yes. Um. A lot of guys might wonder, okay, sperm, we think of sperm as the actual ejaculate, but sperm is the the little reproductive cells. Microscopic cells. The fluid is called semen. Mm-hmm. Does a man still produce, secrete, yes. and ejaculate semen yes. if, they have a, if they have a vasectomy? Yes, because the, the glands that produce the seminal fluid come after the vas deferens. The seminal vesicles and the prostate gland produce the, the, the volume of fluid that is seminal fluid. Now, what about the seminal wind? What? <laughs> you know that song? <laughs> seminal wind. <laughs> All right, now... Okay, we're we're getting, we're getting crazy. But the, the idea is, guys, you will still produce semen mm -hmm. and ejaculate and still have orgasms. Yeah, they'll just be blanks. Okay. Yeah, there won't be there won't be sperm in there. Speaking of blanks, um, Seinfeld had an episode, if you're a fan of 90s TV shows, and, um, you know, one of the lines was, my boys can swim. Like, <laughs> your sperm can swim, and, you know, yeah. you, you basically made a goal. You got the woman pregnant. But also another Seinfeld episode talked about the sponge. Remember Elaine oh, was yeah, stockpiling the, today the sponge? Oh, yeah, the today sponge. Yeah, oh, so... So what's the sponge? The sponge was... It, it, you didn't need a prescription, and this brings it into the, 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 the ability of low socioeconomic women that can't maybe afford to go to a doctor right. and get a prescription, you know, other forms of birth control. And basically the sponge is... Uh, it's, it's impregnated. Yeah. <laughs> it's infused with spermicidal agent. Oh. And a woman wets it to, and gets it foamy, oh. inserts it in the vagina up tight against the cervix. Okay. And it provides before sex. Before sex, 15 minutes before sex. And it provides a physical barrier. It covers the cervix. And plus, it's, it's got, got spermicidal. spermicidal. You know, and it was very effective. And then after sex, you don't you don't just pull that sucker right you out. You leave it in. You got to leave it in. it in place for a good hour Ugh. to make sure any sperm 
die, and then you can take it out. Now, you know, these spermicidal agents, um, they... They can have a reaction with someone. Oh. Yeah. So nanoxanol, which is really yeah, what's in this one. stuff, that's mm -hmm. what's in these spermicidal agents. You know, not all women tolerate it very well. They say it on the package. Always read the package insert. You say they say you should test right. this on some part of skin, like your your palm oh, really? or your skin, okay. your wrist or something like that. Because so you could have an allergic. You could reaction. have an allergic reaction. You just want to. Yeah. put a bunch of spermicidal agent, yeah, whether it's true. a sponge or whatever, right up in your vagina and then find out after the fact you're having a horrendous allergic reaction to it. Can you uh -huh. imagine? You know what? Women have it so rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it comes to sex and yeah. sexually transmitted Well, they diseases, bear the greatest burden. They do, they do. Because sperm are cheap and eggs are expensive. There we go. No, it is true. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, but you're supposed to test it because if you have a reaction, you don't want to put that up your gooch. Yeah, and then uh, related to that is the diaphragm. Yeah. Explain the diaphragm. Okay, the diaphragm diaphragm is supposed to be fit to a person because not one size fits all necessarily so you do really yeah you're supposed that's to... like condoms y yeah either... I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna brag here but uh <laughs> i learned about condom size when i was a teenager ah because they're not all the same size no they're not um basically i had a condom break oh wow because i was too big oh wow yeah. You don't want that to happen. I mean, to you know, get someone know. pregnant. Right? Yeah, but so you have to kind of get fitted, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes you can't see, um, for a diaphragm. And it's this flexible, almost like rubber-like substance, but it's not really rubber. It's like maybe like a latex type of thing. And you're supposed to, um, around the sides of it, you're supposed to put spermicidal okay. gel mm -hmm. to kind of hold it in place. So a woman has to fold this thing. It's got the spermicidal gel on it, and she's supposed to fit it up against her cervix. See, and, the funny thing yeah. is, a lot of women listening to this, especially younger women, have never felt their cervix. Mm. They've never seen their cervix. My God, girls, for, find your cervix. Crouch down. Get, get in there. Cr clean hands. Yeah. And get up in there and feel it because it's supposed to feel smooth and soft. And you know what? It's part of your regular self-check. Um, you should be feeling your breast to make sure there's no new lumps or anything like that. You so what would you be feeling on the cervix that you'd worry about? Well, okay. So obviously the cervix should be smooth, soft, um, shouldn't have any lumps or bumps to it. Uh, if it has lumps or bumps, if you detect lumps or bumps, you need to get into a doctor. Because it could be cervical, cervical cancer. cancer. And that's yeah. a killer, you know, because women who don't get familiar with their body, that's how you get into trouble. Yeah, and now, again, I'm a guy. I don't know this from personal experience, but I teach biology, and I have read that a woman can visualize her cervix mm -hmm. if she crouches naked with a small mirror on the floor or in her hand. Um... And like Dr. T was saying, to feel with your fingers. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be very hard without a speculum, which is right. a device mm -hmm. that's meant to open up the vaginal wall. Mm -hmm. You'd need mirrors and lights and very contorted positions. So you're to going see with yourself. feel. Go with than, feel. More just than go visualization. With feel. Yep. yep. You could just, with your index finger, you can totally reach the cervix and feel it. And you know what, ladies? You should, because it's yeah. part of a regular monthly self health check. Because, you know, you don't see your cervix. You no. really don't. But you can feel it. And you see, nobody teaches you this. Like, yeah. I remember I saw Tom Green in person. Oh, yeah, University and of Florida. And he was a testicular cancer survivor. And he actually wrote a little song, and he played it in front of this, like, 20,000 people. 
about touch your balls. Mm -hmm. You know, guys too, feel mm -hmm. your balls, touch your balls. Absolutely. Because if you notice swelling, if you notice sensitivity, tenderness, an unusual lump, same thing with ladies in the breast mm -hmm. and with the cervix. Yep. And I'm, we're keeping this real. Yeah, you absolutely. should. You're I'm in the not shower. Ashamed of this. You're in the shower. It's nice and warm and everything's relaxed. Good time to check. Explore it around. Yep. Because early detection is right? the, the, everything. It can save your life. You know, and the thing with cervical cancer is a lot of women don't check their cervix. Yeah. Maybe some women with good insurance go in to get a pap smear every year, but even with insurance, it's incredibly expensive. Ugh. The last time I went, it was 300 and something dollars. And that's with insurance. And that's with insurance. Ugh. So a lot of women go without that regular pap smear. And so what happens is, since you can't see it, if you've got precancerous cells, they could become full-blown cancer, get into your lymph system, and then, my goodness, you're looking at, you know, yeah, very yeah, bad yeah. cancer throughout your body. Yeah. But so here's some trivia. You know what PAP stands for? Please pap tell smear? me. Please. A lot of people think it stands for papilloma. No, I know what it stands but you tell me. And papilloma is a reference to the wart-like growth from the papilloma virus, the human papilloma virus, mm -hmm. HPV. It actually stands for the last name of a Greek physician, Papa Nicolaou. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> pap smear is named after this guy who invented the pap smear, which is to take a, a, a sterile brush and collect some cells from the cervix, have them sent out for pathology to see if they're cancerous or precancerous. Mm -hmm. All right, let's finish this by talking about side effects. Okay, so you know what? I always tell this to my students, but read the package insert of anything you're taking because there's important information in there. So, you know, birth control is over 99% effective in preventing pregnancy. Fantastic. But you know what? Anytime you take a synthetic steroid hormone like estrogen, progesterone, or testosterone, mm -hmm. you have an increased risk for forming blood clots. Oh, dang. Yeah, that's called a thrombus. Mm -hmm. And then you have an increased risk for a stroke. Oh. Now, it is minuscule. It's a tiny percent risk. It really is. Think about it. These forms of birth control, especially the pill, has been around since 1950. How many people have died from a stroke from taking birth control? I'm sure the number is very small, but it is there. Like, I mean, far less than 1%. Yes. Oh, my so God. we're not yes. talking about a, a 1 in 100. Fraction of a percent. We're not talking 1 in 1,000. Right. We're probably not yeah. talking about even yeah. 1 in 100,000. Yeah. Right. Okay. So there's risks. And you know, not all women tolerate one form of birth control very well. That's why we have so many. Because yeah. a woman, if she does not respond well, like when I first got on birth control um, pills, when I was oh, college student, I went to Planned Parenthood. They're awesome. Awesome. Because you know they they the, props to Planned Parenthood. Props to Planned because Parenthood. Because Planned Parenthood isn't all about killing babies. No, it's about. I'm saying that sarcastically. No, I know it's such a ridiculous I know. thing. Planned but, Parenthood is so critically yeah. important for women's yeah. reproductive health. Yeah. So let me go there for a minute. But yeah, I didn't have any money. I was poor. Um, and so no they, health insurance. No health insurance. So at what all. do you do? So you know you go to Planned Parenthood and they, they look at your sources of income and if you don't really have much they they scale it to what you can afford and they make it very reasonable and so you can get birth control you get checkups to mm -hmm. make sure because birth control can right. increase your blood pressure 
um, for the first three months that you're on it. Okay. And so they have you come back, and they check you out, and they do health exams. They do pap smears there. They do pelvic exams and things like that. They do all this stuff. Yeah. They catch cancers early. Very pa- important Planned Parenthood. service. Yeah. Very important service. So if you it's, don't have insurance, man, that's it. It is repulsive seeing what's going on with Planned Parenthood around the country. They're we, vilifying it. We live in South Carolina, and they're talking about the possibility that Planned Parenthood uh, facilities will be shut down in the near yeah. future. So that means poor women, um, women of you know low socioeconomic status, young women like I was um, that didn't have insurance was just trying to get my education, and now I didn't want to get pregnant while yeah. I'm trying to get my education because that would that would railroad me into uh, what's basically can happen is a lifestyle of poverty. You, you don't get your education completed. Now you have a dependent. And you might not be prepared for that and not have the money to take you care of You may or may child. not have a... Support network. A father. Right. The, the father child. can walk away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, it was vital for me to finish my degree to get a job, to make me independent, to get my own income. Controlling, women controlling when and how they get pregnant is vital to their independence. It really is. It is. If you can't control your body, then you are basically the property of someone else. You're forced to get married or depend on someone else to take care of you because you didn't get your education, you don't have a job, you've got a dependent. What are you going to do? You know? So are the, let's let's return here because we're, we're at the 30-minute okay. mark. I love this discussion. This is really thought-provoking. Um, are there other side effects or... What should we be? What should we be aware of? Well, uh, I, I've already given them the main side effects that come with the package insert, which you should always read. But um, so other than that, there's all these different forms. If one form of hormonal birth control doesn't work for you, try something else. Because the first birth control I was on, I kind of had some side effects, and I got on a low estrogen birth control. What were the side effects? Um, well, you can you can you can gain weight. There's breast tenderness. Um, your blood pressure can rise with the high estrogen versions, and you can experience um, there's something skin pigment pigmentation. Huh. Yeah, birth control can cause you to deposit more melanin, and that can be permanent. Um, all kinds of interesting things if you read the package insert. <laughs> now I have I have heard that birth control will actually reduce acne. Well, it Is can. That true? It can because um, in a woman's cycle. Um, unlike men, it, it's cyclical. It's There's times of the month where your estrogen and progesterone is really high and then times when it's really low. And those times where it peaks, you can have things like acne and stuff like that. But if you're on hormonal birth control, it's rock solid level. Yeah, and I and I understand. You don't get the huge fluctuations in the some hormones. Some women will actually stop menstruating. Yeah, they which can. is which is a big plus for a lot of women to not have the the monthly. I'm glad you brought that flow. up because you know it's birth, not everyone. It's not everyone, but you know, birth control is healthcare. Think about this. So first, women should be able to choose whether or not they want to get pregnant. Yes. Right. That's 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 a fundamental human right. The other thing is women could have polycystic ovarian syndrome or endometriosis. These are very common conditions. Very common. And you know what the, tr- the treatment, treatment is? is? Hormonal, Hormonal birth, control. birth control. So polycystic ovarian syndrome is when a woman's follicles, multiple follicles, fill with fluid. Mm-hmm. And it's painful and it can damage the ovaries, yeah. cause scar tissue, lead to increased risk of cancer, um, 
and endometriosis. I, I probably know a dozen women know over my lifetime yes. who've had endometriosis, and this is no joke. Yeah, it's painful. Both polycystic ovarian syndrome and endometriosis are painful conditions. And what the birth control pill, patch, whatever way you take the hormones into your body, is it quiets your ovary. So they don't, if people who have polycystic ovarian syndrome, their follicles don't suddenly fill with fluid. Yeah, because it's like, they're shh, yeah. it's like, shh, just calm Ovaries, down. Just, just calm down. Just calm your shit down. And with the, with the birth control, hormonal birth control, it also keeps the uterus kind of quiet too. Yeah. You know, the more I learn about reproductive health, the more I'm glad to be a guy. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds mm. selfish, but women have a lot more to risk. Mm -hmm. Not just an unwanted pregnancy. Pregnancy is risky for a woman. Well, and if you don't want to get pregnant, yeah. and then you don't want an abortion, I mean, that's a yeah. big commitment. And then the sexually transmitted infections, which were on another podcast, are more likely to affect women than men. And with birth control and side effects, I mean, I don't know how you all do it. Well, we do it because... Well, like I said, uh, if you if you want to avoid pregnancy because you're trying to accomplish something in your life to a point where you're secure and ready for a family, that's that's very different than well, every time I have sex, there's a chance I could get an STD or pregnant, and then yeah. a pregnancy is 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 a big commitment on a woman's body and her future. Absolutely, because you have now a dependent for. 20 years uh, financially yeah, cases, but, longer more. Than <laughs> but yeah and so not all women are ready for that okay, especially women that are on their own and don't have a support network so and really you're right that we're talking about the younger demographic and women who are trying to get an education yeah women who don't want to get pregnant I've learned a lot from this lecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really... I, I haven't even gotten to the politics of birth control. I don't know if I can uh, go there. Uh, yeah, maybe at a later podcast. Maybe, yeah. There are people, there are people out there who uh, want to limit women's access to birth control. They say it causes an abortion, and that's a total lie. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, we're rounding up at about 40 minutes Yeah, here. so we should probably... Call, call We're going to do another one on the we politics. We should. We should. We should talk about the politics because it's fascinating and it's a big commentary on our society. It is. A lot of misinformation. A lot of misinformation. And our goal here at was to introduce Professors Gone, Gone Wild, Wild is to give you scientific information. Yes. You can carry whatever you want away. And the take-home message with birth control is... It's, it's safe. It's effective. And it can change women's lives. Right on. For the better. Right on. Well, thank you, Dr. T. Thank you. All right. Expert endocrinologist, Dr. T. We'll catch you on the flip side the next podcast of Professor's, Professor's Gone, Gone Wild. Wild. Peace out.